When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, uh, Gardo's Yankees is currently under a rain delay, even though it's not raining. But that's not what you need to <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I would imagine. I just want to let all those all those people out there, especially all of you in the circle of trust that have been very supportive of me and my fandom, I appreciate you. Don't worry, the game's going to get going soon here. Tarp's still on the field. Anyway, what you need to know is that Puerto Rican rapper Bad Bunny has risen through the ranks in just a few short years, going from relative obscurity in Puerto Rico to being one of music's hottest stars today. And today, the American Music Awards announced the nominees for 2022, and Bad Bunny leads the total number of nominations ahead of major English-speaking artists like Beyonce, Drake, and Taylor Swift. Bad Bunny is up for eight awards, including Male Latin Artist, which he won in 2021. He's also in the running for Top Artist, Music Video, and Pop Album. Fans can cast their votes on the AMA website, theamas.com, and the AMAs will air live on ABC Sunday, November 20th at 8 o'clock from the Microsoft Theater in LA. So that's what you need to know. Good job, Bad Bunny. Thank you. Uh, Bad Bunny, eight nominations. Pretty awesome. Um, That dude's incredible. I mean, he really... Look, there have been a lot of people... I mean, you can go back... You know, 20 years ago, Daddy Yankee, right, was like, you know, he kind of put reggaeton particularly like on the scene or he was one of the guys. But Bad Bunny, like his sound is so unique, um, unique. And I, I just think, with an underscore. Right. Hey. And, and the fact is, like, Daddy Yankee was singing songs in English for the most part. It's Spanish, too, but like half and half or like, you know, there was a lot, there was English in his lyrics. Bad Bunny is singing straight up Spanish the entire time and just like rocking the charts, which is like a really cool thing to see. I haven't oh, seen him, so I didn't. I didn't sing. Yeah, I didn't get to sing. I didn't get to go to SoFi. Yeah, and see. But you've song. heard his music. I have. Your I kids. I'm I didn't sure get to go to it. Petco and see him yeah. perform either. I mean, yeah, I knew he was in both places. You didn't do yeah. my hacking request. No, I know it wasn't formal. Remember, there's mm-hmm. a formal request. Is there a form? Yeah, there's actually paperwork. There's really? documentation. You know, it happened like Google Docs know, and stuff. No, yeah. No. no. You've done it like through Twitter, haven't you? So no. When people no, are like hacking, no. you got to have Google Docs. And then Lindsay said it through text. That's not a Google Doc. She sent a. I don't know. I'm just. I sent a text the other day that said, "FYI, Cap, if Padres Guardians." End up in the World oh, yeah, Series. Yeah, this yeah, is an yeah. early Hey King request for tickets yeah. to those any of those games. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Got it. See, that wasn't Google Docs. No, I'll, I'll have to get you the Google Doc. I'll have to Thank send you. it. I'll have Appreciate to share. It. Usually I'm the keeper of the Google Docs yeah. around here. No, I'll so. have to share the uh Thank you. I need you know, the, the permission. Login, right? I, don't, I don't think he knows how to do that. <laughs> no, I probably no. don't know how to do <laughs> it. I was going to say. <laughs> I probably don't, don't have lie. any clue how to do that. <laughs> don't lie. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So this USC game, I was glued to it. Okay. Because- okay. Good. I want you to know, I didn't see one second of it. You didn't watch the highlights. I saw. I saw the highlights. But I didn't watch the broadcast. Yeah. I've read the story of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm relying on you because you know where I was. Right. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody thinks that because I was sitting in the front row, that makes me an equivalent fan to Mary Hart of the Dodgers. I mean, you kind of are. Well, I you- mean, just based on like uh, positioning, I would y- say you got to kind of know. How to work it, okay. you know? I'm just saying, based on positioning, that's kind of what people are going to assume. Yeah. Well, I let me ask so. you a question. Hmm. 
Did you pay for those specific particular seats? Or did you get them freebie? Hey King, what do you think? You got Hey King. I think you did not, and so I feel like that that is that is a mark towards your argument. Like that is a win for you because if you bought them, they'd be like, "Oh, I'm hardcore fan. I must go to this game." So I texted with a buddy of mine who has those seats, and I said, "Hey, listen, I've been getting my ass handed to me on the radio for about the last week and change." Oh no, you didn't. All over these Hey King T-shirts, I'm like. Do you mind if I come down and spend like a half an inning, maybe a full inning, just so I can let everybody in L.A. kind of get a load of my act, you know, with the Hey King t-shirt? He's like, yeah, man, no problem. So in the third inning, he's like, why don't you come down? So I'm like, okay, great, I'll come down. So I go down, and his son, who's eight years old, had a booster seat, George, like one of those like kids' booster yeah. seats you use in a restaurant. And I sat on that thing. Is that why had... you were so much taller than the yes, guy next to you? Yes, correct. Because yeah. <laughs> I had about six extra inches on this dude. Yeah. You know? And so... I had the Hey King t-shirt on. I had the side hat. And then I was like, am I imposing? Because now their eight-year-old is sitting on their lap. But no one was saying, hey, man, um, can I get my kid his seat back? You mind? So I just decided to stay the rest of the game. Hmm. And it's awesome being in the front row. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. So, USC. All right. You didn't watch the game. I'm just going to give you a scenario. You love football. Mm -hmm. You played football in college football at the the highest level. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have covered the sport of football for many, many, many years uh, at multiple places. All right, set me up and let me see instant analysis. Okay, at the moment, mm-hmm. USC is leading forty-two to thirty-five. Forty-two thirty-five. Okay, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they are kicking the ball off. Utah gets the ball at their own twenty-five with six minutes and four seconds on the clock. Okay, okay? And, they're, and they're down by a touchdown. They are down by a touchdown. So. Time and time keeps going down, right? Utah gets first downs. They're kind of mowing them down. They're getting plays, you know, chunk yardage here, chunk yardage there. Obviously a penalty that freaked everybody out. Um, but nonetheless, the point is they are matriculating their way down the field. And it comes, it gets to a point that they get into USC territory with about uh, three minutes and 33 seconds. Okay. It's third and one. They're at the USC 48, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they get the first down, big chunk play, okay? Cam rising, 19-yard pass. So now, all of a sudden, they're basically in the red zone. They're at the USC 24-yard line with three minutes and 21 seconds to go. You have two timeouts. Okay, Lincoln, first right? down. First down. Right. At what point, isn't it, like, natural to say, hey, They've been moving the ball methodically down the field. They have now taken up three minutes off the clock. There's only three left. They need a touchdown, okay? we At some point, don't you start thinking you maybe you need to take a timeout? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm giving it some thought. I'm trying to decide when I might want to use it. So what happens after that? Um, so they keep marching down the field. Okay. And then they get down. Are they running the football? Uh let me see. So after that, let me see. You're Cam- going through the play-by-play right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. So Cam Rising, incomplete pass. Okay. Uh, run for six yards. Okay. So that's going to take up time because the clock is going to keep ticking, Correct. right? Okay. Correct. Now we're down to 235. Okay. Uh, a pass, complete to the tight end for 11 yards. And now okay. first and goal, two minutes and one second on the clock. Okay. First and goal, two minutes and one second on the clock. And what, where, where are they? On the, on, are they in the eight-yard line? They're at the, the eight-yard eight line. line. Okay. Eight At yard that line. point, you have to probably take a timeout, don't you? Well, what do they do after that? What does Utah do? Okay. Utah, at that point, first and goal, run up the middle, um... No game. Okay, so they're they're that's willing to use they're willing to use the clock. Okay, right, but that time right okay. there, that's the time to take the time out. Okay, because right? because how much time after that play? Well, a One, minute twenty seven. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you lost forty seconds almost. Okay, what happens next? Second down. Okay, second down. Another run, seven yards down to the one. 
Okay. And that there you are. Really, now there's no excuse. You have to take a timeout there. Because now all of a sudden you're under a minute to go. Okay. And you need to give your guy time. Assuming they're going to score a touchdown. Right. you got to assume at that point, or at the very least, let them score. Okay. All and right. give yourself a chance. But here's what happened. So Utah scores the touchdown. And on third down? No, no, no. On fourth down. Okay. Okay. They they stopped them two more times. So 51 seconds, third and one, they get stuffed for no gain. Okay, so goal line stand. Okay. Right, right, right. So then they call their first timeout there, right? They USC two, does. Still have two more. Okay? USC does? Yes. Still th- two more I timeouts. I thought they had two timeouts total going into this two, whole drive. Two timeouts. Okay. So they used one there. Oh, no, no. It was stopped. My bad. It was stopped to measure where it. it was. Got okay? it. Okay. So now there's still 48 seconds on the clock. And they still have two timeouts. Yes. Fourth and goal, okay. they punch it in. Okay. And then they say, the hell with it. We're going to win right here. You're home. Yeah. You're playing against the number seven ranked team in the country. And they, dry, they the quarterback takes it in and, and scores the two-point conversion. Okay. So now they've got a one-point lead and how much time is left on the clock? Now there is one-point lead. There's 48 seconds for the uh, the kickoff. So you have 48 seconds two and timeouts. two timeouts. Right. Okay, so now hold on. Let's just time out for a second here. Let's use one of our three timeouts. So you've got 48 seconds, you're down by one, and you've got two timeouts remaining. Correct. But you got to drive the whole field. you got to drive 80 yards. They, well, well, not necessarily. You gotta, I don't know how much they trust their kicker. He's pretty good. I don't know. Look, college kickers in general, you should know. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't trust them in a game-winning situation. Anything less than forty, anything more than forty-five yards. Okay, so what happens? And so they get the ball back, forty-eight seconds to go, and where do they start? They get a penalty to start. By the way, I'm just curious, where do they start to the drive? Uh, at their own twenty. Okay, so they get penalized, go back to the fifteen-yard line. Okay, and then uh, an incomplete pass. So second and fifteen, third and fifteen, they get a defensive pass interference. Okay. in their favor. Okay, okay, so first down. So they get automatic first down, and they're still at, the, but they're now at their at their thirty-yard line. Okay? okay, still two timeouts. How much time is left? Uh, 15 seconds. Oy vey. That's my point. This is why you needed more time, okay? Then what you get, because, oh, because by the way, then what happened was this. On that play, it was actually intercepted, right? But the kid is running around trying to waste time, Yep. and he goes out of bounds. Now, eight seconds left on the clock or whatever it is, but they, so, and that's legal. They can run around. Yeah. You're going to get the time no matter what at that point. So, they, because they didn't call timeouts, they find themselves in this predicament now where there's eight seconds left and, you know, they, they incomplete, you know, they got a complete pass, but it was like for nothing, basically. So long story short, I think Lincoln Riley blew it. Are you telling me he left two timeouts on, on the, the board? board? Yes. So he never used any of these timeouts? No. Even when they got the ball back on offense with 48 seconds to go? Correct. Whew. Oh, actually, they used one timeout with eight seconds to go. I'm confused so, about one little detail at the so end of the game. So now they had one timeout left, but they used the first one at eight seconds left in the game. You said somebody threw an interception. Did US three, USC throw an interception? USC threw an interception. The kid was, the Utah kid running around, Yeah. right? But it didn't matter. The t- so the time is running, right. winding down, but there was a penalty. They gave it a defensive holding or whatever. So pass, USC got the ball back. So USC kept the ball. Oh, gosh. So it nullified the interception. So when they leave the field and they go to the locker room, USC had two timeouts left on the board, never used. Right, they used the fir- the first one at eight seconds. Oh, okay, got it. I didn't remember that part. Okay, got but it. That, and on the play-by-play, they used... So they still left with one in the pocket, basically. Hmm. That's a bad job of time management. I, I, In my opinion, you have what I think is arguably the best quarterback in the country. you got to give him as much time as possible. Because clearly, the clock... You, 
you clearly believed he can move the ball even without timeouts because you didn't call it until there was eight seconds left. If they had 48 seconds to start the drive, and and where did the drive, I'm just curious, when they when the game was over. Where, where did the drive finish? Yeah. At their own 40. Wow, they got 20 yards. Because they got multiple, and they had multiple uh, penalties, false starts. Well, when guys are getting false starts in those positions of a game, you know what that means. They're tight. It means they're real tight. Yeah. But here's the other thing. The other part of the equation is forget that U- U- Utah drive. The USC drive that they scored on to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Run some clock, man. I understand you want to run a high-octane offense. Like, I get that, okay? You're saying on the pre- when, when they took the 42-35 lead. Travis Dye had 11 carries. He was averaging nearly seven yards a carry. You can't. It, it, when the game is this tight and you're going back and forth and you're, you know, the game, basically the game had been tied from 28 on. 28-28, they tied the game and then they're going back and forth at that point. At some point, you have to take time off the clock to give them who doesn't have this quote-unquote high-octane offense that you have less time for them to go down the field. And the USC defense that you have been saying all season long is not really that good? Was not really that good. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a complete team lost to me yeah but I think the coach has a lot to do with it the coach is the one in charge of the timeouts the coach is in charge particularly on the offense of not giving the ball to the running back who you brought as a senior laden type guy fifth year senior guy who is good not to mention and you bring him in to get those tough yards to keep the clock going and churning wow I'll tell you this George uh pretty surprised you know just like I thought the Dodgers were going to beat the Padres and it didn't happen I was really surprised I really did not think Utah was going to beat USC. I've been saying it for six weeks. I know, and I didn't buy into what you were selling because I've been so drunken by USC and the start and the transfer players and the money flowing around the program and the name brand recognition of coach and quarterback and so on and the way they've shot up the polls. I bought into it. I never thought they were going to lose this game. Again, remember, Utah had just lost the week earlier to to UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. So I figured USC is going to go up there and win this game. But what I told you was UCLA's defense is for real. You also said, and again, I didn't see this because I was at this Padres-Dodgers game, but that the crowd was nuts. Going bonkers. Okay, and let me just tell you something. Creating a home field advantage, I watched it on Saturday night. I know what the Dodgers said coming in. Oh, we play in front of 50,000 every night. It's no big deal. Dude, the crowud was insanity. Uh, somebody in the, in the uh, television broadcast said this, this stadium is an insane asylum. It sounds like that's what it was at Utah as well. It was. That's why you go for it when and, you're... And, and look, I, I've said this a million times. I'll say it one more time. I think USC is going to win at least one championship with Lincoln Riley here because he's going to get athletes here, no disrespect to Oklahoma, that he didn't get at Oklahoma. And they're going to win championships because he's a great offensive play caller. I just feel like it wasn't his best night at the end of the game the other night. Yeah, I mean, um, I wonder when he goes back and watches the film and he self-scouts if he says, next time I'm in this situation where I've got two timeouts and the clock is running down and these guys are on a six-minute drive that's going to either tie the game or take the lead, um, when do I use a timeout? Because I'll guarantee you that what he thought was, I can. he was probably doing the math, I can still get the ball back with about a minute to go, and right. if I still have those two timeouts, I'm giving my offense the best chance to win. Yeah. Didn't work out. I, he didn't really use it until eight seconds left. So he went home with one, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I was stunned that that was the way it played out. Well, great description of the game. Yeah. 
Um, not so great. Just decent well, it was enough. great the way you were going through the play-by-play, and I was just firing questions at you. It was good. Yeah. All right, coming up next. So what do the Dodgers do next? Who's here? Who's gone? All that in a moment. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. To touch you. To what? It's the last thing I want to do. This is what you should sing to the community. Nah. 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 You don't have the heart to love them. I'm out. Not the way that you want me to. Nah, I'm out. You're out of the circle? I'm out. I'm on the outside. I'm okay. on the outside looking in. You are? Okay. I'm, in, I'm now like the leader of the oval of distrust. You know? There's a circle of trust and the oval of distrust. Oh, stop, Cappy. We need to stop. Don't be that. Don't be like that. Don't be like what? Don't be like that. Don't no, be that guy. Here, here's what happened to me. I know Let's, you love that saying. Let me tell you what happened to me. I do love that saying. He loves a circle when they love him. And do better. I love that one too. No, here's what happened. Oh, I don't like do better. I was um I was I was starting to get like like annoyed by by what was going on in the community. And I started to say to myself At what stage was this? This was probably um was it during the game? No, no, it wasn't during the game because my phone battery died. Oh. So I had to go take it downstairs and ask one of the people who works there, hey, would you guys put this like on a charger somewhere in the kitchen? So I had no phone. Yeah. So I didn't know what was going on. But there was a point in in the um, we were at Union Station. This is several months back. And remember Blake was gonna do that whole thing where he was gonna drink a beer for every run the Dodgers scored. And then the Dodgers wound up scoring like way more runs than anybody ever expected. Yeah, Balake. So when I got back to Union Station that evening, Lori, you were still there. There were a couple of, of, of Circle of Trust community members that were sitting there. And they were like kind of going, no, he's got to keep drinking. No, got to keep. I'm like, guys, he's, he's not drinking and he can't drink anymore. No, 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 no. no he's got to. Him. He's got to. He's got to keep drinking. I was like, but he can't. Like he's he's kind of wasted by now. They're like, no, no. It's part it was of also it. his fault for drinking those really huge beers. No question about it. Yeah. He should not have been drinking BMFBs. Okay, um, and so look, I was like, guys, he's not. He can't drink anymore. And they're like, no, no, he's got to. He's got to. It's for the bit. He's got to. It's for, it's for the bit. And so once I realized how many people, and there's about six, think that they're committed to the finish line of the bit, I said to myself, I was there on Twitter, and I was like, guys, get a life. And once I said, get a life. I went, oh my God, I'm here spending my time and energy on this, telling them to get a life. What about me? So that's when I, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Shaman, I'm asking him to make a change. And no message could have been any clearer. 
If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that change. And so at that moment, at that moment, I went, you know what? I'm going to be over here. I'll be over here on the sidelines. I'll be lurking, perhaps, this is, here, this but, is I'm, what, but I'm yeah, done but participating. This is what you want. Tell you, me. You just want them to cozy back up T- to no, you. No, 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 no. Let no. me tell you something. A few weeks ago, we had we had a whole relationship conversation on the show about holding grudges. I didn't realize what a grudge holder I am, but a couple of people have crossed me now. Yeah. Done. Who are those people? Oh, no, no, Name no. names. Nope. They know who they are. They know. They know who they are. They know. When I say done, I mean done for good for reals. Okay. With an yeah. S at the what end. What do you think of that? No, with, no, with a Z. Oh. For reals. Oh. With a Z. Mm. It's even more strong. Okay. Just you so say you so. know. If you say so. For reals. Yeah. Uh, who's, who stays for reals and who's gone for reals for the Dodgers? Like, if you were Andrew Friedman, what what moves are you making? Like, clearly you need to add pitching, I think. Well, here's the issue. You, a closer, for sure. Yeah, well, but, you know, nobody knew at the beginning how hurt Walker Bueller really was. Nobody knows for Wait, sure. but we knew Walker Bueller was going to be out for the season a long time ago now. But I'm talking about the very beginning of his injury. Mm-hmm. No one was like, hey, Tommy John, gone for the season. So... When you found out that Walker Bueller was now gone, and by the way, you don't just come back from Tommy John and you're ready for spring training. We, we should have seen that this year with Dustin May. Dustin May's whole season was a wash. Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. So let's assume for one moment Walker Bueller's not going to pitch for the Dodgers next year. And even No, if, no, he's out next year. Right. So gone. Yeah. So what do you have? Urias, Kershaw, who's aging, and mm-hmm. let's face it, I mean, can we all agree that Kershaw did not really do anything to help the team win? I mean, he pitched he was game aight. two. He was only okay. He was aight. Anderson? Are you keeping Anderson? Are you counting on uh, Gonsolin? No, uh, Anderson, I thought, pitched fine. He had a great season. Yeah. I mean, Gonsolin was pitching great until he got hurt. And then, but, you know, you put him in a... They put him in a tough spot. This is why all this talk about how brilliant Andrew Friedman is, okay, it's great when they're winning. When it comes to a, a, a result like this, yeah. and your pitching staff was down right. as but as bad as it, it was? It's why I was screaming. They On June 10th, Walker Bueller, I believe that was his last start, okay? The trade deadline's not until July 31st or whatever. Like, that's a long time for you to figure out, okay, we can make it work. I mean, what were you banking on? Dustin May, like who also has been dinged up and coming back from injury? Were you banking on Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson to do stuff that... Maybe, They'd never done before. Right. On, a, on on this type of stage, were you banking on Clayton Kershaw, who has also a history now of injuries for now five seasons and also has had some ups and downs in the postseason? Julio Diaz is really the only person you can count on that you know has been through these battles before. I, I, I thought at the time, this is not revisionist history, as you know, that they made a huge mistake not adding arms. Well, clearly... They made a mistake, not just by not adding starting pitching. A closer. But a closer. And listen, here's the other thing. Let's not forget. Because they could have had Hader. Yeah, but I just want to say there's there's two really important They could have points. had Rysel Iglesias. They could have had any of those guys. But there's two things. Um, first things first. The Dodgers' bullpen was considered, and not, not it with was, an opinion. It, it was it very was, good. No, no. It was the best. It was the best. And it was really good in the playoffs until the other night. Okay, so <laughs> so the Dodgers bullpen, which was the best in baseball, failed them. And, let's face it, this was an offensive, this is a word I never use, but I'm going to go for it. Juggernaut. Never use it. Don't know why. Just decided to break it out from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This was an offensive baseball team. They hit, they scored, 
they put up big numbers. There was this, the number we were talking about right before the start of the playoffs. What they had scored versus the differential, the run differential. Right. And it was like overwhelming. Yeah. Not just against the Padres. I'm talking about the whole season. Correct. And their bats for guys that they've got their money in, like Mookie Betts. Yeah. This is not a, a hater comment. Just didn't perform. And then when you've got guys, you know, like Bellinger, who you just are like, he's just a waste of an at-bat. And I hate to say that because I like Cody Bellinger. Justin Turner, I'm a huge Justin Turner guy. Didn't really perform or do much. Max Muncy, they moved over to third base. He's not a third baseman. He had one home run. The, and, and the Padres got contributions from guys that weren't Manny Machado and Juan Soto. They got contributions from Trent Grisham. Where'd he come from? Guy didn't. Guy hit sub-200 all year. Hassan Kim, huge play. Jake Cronenworth shut out against the, the Mets and comes up with huge plays for the Padres. Juan Soto, people were complaining when they traded for him, he was the best hitter in baseball. He stunk. He showed up. The Padres guys showed up. They hit, the they Dodgers had, they guys had timely didn't. hitting, whereas the Dodgers were 5 for 34 runners in scoring position, including an 0 for 20 stint. Terrible. Yeah. So, look, I would say this. Andrew Friedman is to blame. Yeah. Dave Roberts is to blame. Agreed. The players are to blame. Yeah. And I will just say one last thing, because I've seen a lot of this on Twitter today with Dodger fans going, hey, you know what? Kind of time for us to kind of knock it off a little bit. The arrogance. Stop thinking you're just automatically entitled, because that's what gives another team and another fan base all that juice to want it so bad. I'm telling you, man, Saturday night, been a lot of great sporting events. I've never seen anything like that. Certainly not in San Diego. And I was there on opening day 2004 when they opened that ballpark, and I've been there a thousand times. Never seen anything like I saw on Saturday night. Would not have been the same for Philadelphia. Won't be the same for Philadelphia. Wouldn't have been the same for the Mets. That was all about the Padres organizationally and fan base wanting desperately to beat the Dodgers. All right, real quick. Just a yay or nay. Mm. I think Clint Kershaw's coming back. I don't think they're going to let him walk at this stage of his career. So I don't, I'm not even putting him in the equation. I would agree. Tyler Anderson, I bring him back. I would as well, yeah. but I think he'll get more money somewhere else. Okay. I, I think they, they bring him back. I think they make that happen. Um, Let me see. Who else? I mean, the Cody Bellinger thing, I don't think they let him walk because I don't think that they want to lose him for nothing. They can put he's got one more year where they before they have to pay him for real and they can decide for one more season. I think they bring him back for this one more season. His statistics will make it so that it's a favorable deal for the Dodgers. If they want to go that far and they want to do a long term, they're going to look and see no, what no, this I'm season saying, looks like. I think isn't he arbitration eligible? Yeah, he's got one right. right. So if it's going to help. Yeah, that's he's not going saying. to get paid a ton of money. That's yes. my point. Right. All right. So, coming up next, we're going to get into the Lakers a little bit because the Lakers are going to s- start their season tomorrow. And uh, the Clippers game, of course, on Thursday will be pretty hyped and pretty wild. Uh, I'll be there. Lindsay will be there. You will not. You'll be on a flight. I am going to see a team that I'm extremely passionate about, that I proudly rock their colors because I'm a huge fan. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to see my team. Yeah, your team. My team. Your team. The team I really care about. The team you care about. Correct. All right. We'll do all that. After Radio Tinder. See ya. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that's right. Go Guardians. If they ever start. The estimated time, like the start time, I think is like 7.30 local or 7.30 Pacific time. So that's like 10.30 local. So that's crazy. They're going to start that game that late. How late are they going to start it? 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Damn. That's what they just said on the broadcast. And I was like, good, maybe half the New York fans will be asleep or at least tired and drunk by then. They'll be all passed out. I'm telling you, Saturday night, about the eighth inning, when it started pouring down rain, I was like, oh my God, are they going to really like delay this game now? Are they going to stop this game? I was like, dude, I can't stick around for much longer. Come on, let's get out of yeah, here. Yeah, but they, they say that um, if there's a threat of rain and it hasn't even rained yet, they'll delay it because they don't want the starting pitchers going out there and pitching and then you know start and stop. Because, you know, that would be a disadvantage for the Yankees, which heaven forbid, you know. They want the Yankees to win, of course. I'm sure they do. But gosh, I would love to see the Guardians win. Me too. I love upsets. I love underdogs. I love the small market beating the big market. By the way, my Denver Broncos just took a 3 nothing lead over whoever's Chargers. Mm-hmm. You guys like my Charger Hater Club t-shirt? Mm-hmm. I do. They're for sale, you know. Cap, you want to know a funny story? Uh, I was telling people about the Guardians. Oscar Gonzalez, who hit the walk-off on Saturday night, he, he saw a guy in the stands yesterday, like, wearing his jersey, and he took a picture of it, and he's, like, walking around the clubhouse showing his teammates, like, look, somebody's wearing my jersey. Like, he could not believe that someone was wearing his jersey. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I was like, that's a pretty cool story. They're, they're a cool, cool team. So, anyway, Charles Barkley has reportedly agreed to a 10-year deal with TNT, expected to pay more than nine figures. Barkley's current contract, which pays him about $10 million per season, still has three years left, ending after the 2024-25 season and overlapping with TNT's broadcast agreement. If Barkley fulfills his entire current contract, he'd be looking at making over $100 million, approaching $200 million, but we don't know the exact amount yet. So in the case that Turner doesn't keep the NBA, Barkley could also own rights to employment for the other digital platforms or networks that get involved. So Charles has been saying for the past few years that he's done at the end of his current deal. But obviously, that's not the case. Do you think that he's going to fulfill his whole 10-year contract and will still be on the air in 2032? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm swiping left. I don't think so. But I will say this. Um, you know how like when today that announcement came out and people were like, wait, I thought Charles Barkley was saying that he was like going to retire soon. Boy, did he play that thing right. Sure did. I mean, was that not pure negotiation sure right there? Sure did. That was For, smart. First, I'm going to take the live tour money. Nah, I don't know. But I'm definitely not going to be around much longer. And then all of a sudden, a hundred million dollar deal. Close to 200 million. That's crazy. The question is, George, will he be there at the end of the 10 years? How old is Charles right now? Probably 60-ish. Yeah, I think that's a key there. I think, um, I mean, it's a lot of money to walk away from. He was born in 63, so yeah, that makes him, I don't know, going to be gonna be 60 next year. Yeah, 59. No, yeah, I think he makes it. He'll make it. I think he, he'll retire right before 70, so at 69. That's crazy to think he's still going to be on the air, like, right as he's going to 70. That's nuts. Good for him. Well, I mean, if they're going to pay him nearly $200 million, I would. It's hard to and think. by the way, I don't look. I think I'm a big believer, okay, that pre 70 as a broadcaster and a man, particularly, unfortunately, women don't get this luxury. And I'm saying that in a way that I, I've, I feel like it's obviously it stinks for women. There have been a few outliers, but for the most part, women don't get that luxury that men get. But if we're just strictly talking about Barkley and a man in sports broadcasting, a lot of dudes are still doing it at a very high level in their 60s. 
Well, I mean, a lot of play-by-play guys have made it. I mean, Marv Albert was almost 80 years old. Dick Emberg was 81 when he died, and he was working until he was about 80 years old. Dick Vitale's still working. Yeah. Um, Jim Nance is now in his probably early 60s, I think. Um, How old is Al? Al is well into his 70s. Yeah, he's in his 70s. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Al's 73-ish. And he, has, he hasn't, like, skipped like, skip a beat. He's, he's no, still I think just he's just good. I think he's just bored of the game. 77. Is Al? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Al's just bored of football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these Thursday night games have been so bad. Well, they've been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the games have a lot to do with it. Poor guy. I mean, he went from calling the greatest games that there were every Sunday night to calling Washington, Chicago. Which, like, nobody scores touchdowns. Right. You I, know? I bet I bet they get more of a say next year on the Thursday night games, Amazon. Yeah. By the way, Broncos leading 3 nothing against the Chargers in the first. My Broncos. Your Broncos. Because you're part of the Chargers, Chargers hater. Not part of it. President of President, it. sorry. Yes. Right. My Leader. Best. CEO and founder. Are you like, uh, what was that hair club for men? Uh, right. The, the president, also the client? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's Not right. only am I the president, but I'm a member. That's right. That's yeah. why I carry my Charger Hater Club cards to give out anywhere I go. There you go. What's all next? All right, so speaking of money, the Warriors handed some cash out this weekend. They gave Jordan Poole a $140 million extension and Andrew Wiggins a $109 million extension, which were both announced Saturday. But Draymond Green, who is eligible for an extension, did not sign one. The Warriors are facing a historic payroll upwards of $500 million, and they want to cut costs. And Green, of course, is on shaky ground after he punched Jordan Poole during training camp. So Green has a $27 million player option for next season that he can choose to exercise, and Woj has been reporting that he thinks he will. But the fact that they haven't signed him to something long-term has many thinking his days with the Warriors are numbered. So will Draymond still be a Warrior at the end of this season? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Swiping right. I think he's going to be there this season. I think he opts into next season. And, you know, Draymond Green is 32 years old. He's taking on a big pounding um, physically, even though he's in great shape. Um, in the years he's been in the NBA, well over a decade now, or a decade now, yeah, eleventh season this year, so over a decade now, he's they've played small ball. He's played against the monsters. That body eventually takes its toll. So I think they're going to reassess where they're at next year. I think that that makes the most sense for the team, and I do think that for him, I would of course you always want the long term extension now, but I, I don't know if there's going to be any maneuverability there. I could be wrong. Um, but I do think that they value him, and I don't believe he's on shaky ground. Uh, I was just there on Friday, and that, that is my um, informed opinion is what I would say. I'll go on the opposite side just for the goof here because I buy a lot of what you're saying, and if I were Draymond Green, not only would I want to stay with the Warriors through this year, even though $27 million is going to be significantly less than a guy like Jordan Poole is going to be making, right? I would still take that $27 million because yeah. I'm not so sure there's a long-term deal out there, so I'll take the guaranteed money. But I guess my hope would be that the Warriors try and find a way to move him. I would love to see the Warriors make a statement like, you know what, just can't have that. It's just It's going to destroy the culture of our franchise. So guess what? We're moving on. Yeah, I, I, I don't see them do that. I do believe that they believe he is the culture, part of the culture of their franchise. Um, he gives them an edge that they would have never had. Um, if not, they would have just been one of these finesse teams. You know, without him. No, he was the tough guy of their team. Yeah, still is. Yep. Yeah. So one thing really quick I did see was how I said they're approaching a $500 million payroll and with taxes. Right. It's 400 and like, Bobby Marks had it, for like 80 something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They said that if that's the case, then they would be operating at a $100 million loss. I don't know if I buy that necessarily either. I think that, and maybe maybe you're right and I'm wrong, but I know that they print money at that place. Um, Yeah. And and I've seen, I've been in that building. Um, I've seen it. 
up close and personal now multiple times over the last couple years. Even when there were no fans there, I was there. So I I, I just I I believe that I believe owners and organizations can make books look different based on different math is what I would say. Now, maybe you're right, but I'm just and I'm not suggesting that they're being nefarious with their books. I'm just saying I've seen other owners do stuff like that before. All right, last one here. So this is one that I need your guys' advice on, okay? So sometimes when I'm like super busy or if I'm like not feeling well and I'm not up to chores, I will use a laundry delivery service. And about 10 days ago, I had my laundry picked up and this company guarantees next day delivery. Okay. I've used them before, never had any problems. And you finally had a problem. Yes. So that was 10 days ago. I still do not have my laundry back. I've called a dozen times. I've texted. I've emailed. No one answers the phone. No one responds to my messages. So I did some Googling trying to figure out like, okay, what the hell do I do here? I need my clothes back because it's most of my clothes. And apparently the solution here is to file a police report. But I feel like that's going kind of far. So is that what I should do? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to say that you, I'm going to swipe right and say go for it on the police report. Because let's just say another 10 days goes by. Now another month goes by. You realize you're not getting your clothes back, right? I'm pretty sure that I'm already at that point. So then, yes, you should file a police report. Now, I've never heard of filing a police report for missing clothes. Me neither, but what else do you do? Well, there's a missing persons thing. This is a missing clothing thing. Well, I you guess know? it's more of like a like stolen property situation. Well, you know- Because they did charge me, too. There was a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about this where you give and you get. So, like, very oftentimes- You'll go to get your stuff and one of your shirts is missing, but you have a shirt that really doesn't belong to you and you kind of like it. So you just keep it anyway. <laughs> okay. I can see that. You know, I would not be that mad about that unless it was like really expensive jeans or something, which all my good jeans are there. Wow. So what do you say, George? Do you file a police report? <laughs> I don't know if I would have filed a police report. Well, I probably... what else do I do? Um, I mean, maybe the Better Business Bureau would well, have been like a way I would have gone. Well, I mean, I could do that, but I feel like the police report is the only way for me to show, like, on the record, like, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting my clothes back, and I'm going to need them to reimburse me for my clothes that I did not get back. And the only way for me to, like, have any documentation of that is to file a police report, right? I, I guess. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the way I would go, or at least I wouldn't have thought that, but, I mean, good for you. I mean, if you get your know. clothes back, it works. I Who cares? don't know what else to do. Yeah. Because they got to buy me some new clothes if they're not going to give them back. All right, fair enough. All right, coming up next, that is Radio Tinder each and every day. Brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Of course, swipe right with Tequila Mandala. Oh, good song. I'll be there. Just Just call call my name and I'll I'll be be there. there. You see these dance moves I'm showing off right now? Yeah, I mean, dance-ish. Dance well, they're, adjacent. They're, they're kind of like backup singer dance moves, right. you know? Yeah, that's a great way to describe right. it. You yeah. don't have to move too much. Yeah. Just enough to make it seem like you're actually doing something other than just standing there. Right. My Denver Broncos are currently putting a beat down <laughs> on whoever's Chargers. Um, like, 10-0. Laura, say what you just said on the air. Like your Padres fandom. What do you mean? You're doing, just making it look like you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Like the background moves. Like my Padres fandom. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't get it. You're just acting like you're doing something, basically. Mm-hmm. So you, like, that actually, she's actually lending you credence to what no. you were saying well, earlier. Help me. I mean, if you just explain it, then it would help me. If you're helping me, tell me. 
Yeah, it's yeah. what you said earlier that you're not you're not a Padres fan. You're a Padres critic. Critic, correct. Right, but Dodger you were observer. There, but you were Padre critic. But you were there, correct. to be part of the moment. Yeah, because I have been in San Diego for 20 years. Correct. I actually gave you credit, Cappy. Don't get so mad. Yeah, no, I'm not mad. she was. I'm, on, I'm she was on your side. It. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. You always say I she's not cursed. on your side. She never like... is. She was there. Thank you for that. Do you realize, by the way, I want to make. Do a compl- I realize? I want to make a complaint about something. I, I, okay, am I Another the complaint? One? All right, no. Am I the complaint department today? No, but I want to make a complaint about okay. something because this is I something feel like that's you would been do. The whole day. This is this is something you would do on the air, and then maybe it would get fixed. So okay. I'm going to make a complaint. Oh, okay. You know, during the YouTube streaming of the Mason and Ireland show, mm-hmm. they have a third camera on Greg Bergman in the control room. Now. Listen, Greg Bergman's a fine-looking fella, okay? He's well-shaved. I mean, he's got a nicely groomed beard. He's a good-looking enough guy. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's back on his Peloton. I have a lot of good things to say about Greg Bergman. Having a camera on Greg Bergman is just fine. But I will say this. We have Laura and we have Lindsay, yeah. and we have no camera on either of them. Now, I know I'm a hot piece of you-know-what. And George, you're pretty good-looking too, all right? But we have Laura and Lindsay... And nobody's getting to see them during the show. And I want to say, as a result, there are 32 people watching our live stream on YouTube right now. I'm one of them. Right. So 31 without me. Mm-hmm. You think that we would up the numbers, Cappy? Not only do I think you would up the numbers. Oh, I think we would up the numbers. There's no question. I think we'd be we'd have a very healthy streaming community on YouTube and a very healthy live chat on YouTube if the ladies were part of well, it. Well, I heard that the live chat in there is very much like the Mason and Ireland Reddit. Yeah, someone did post that in the Circle of Trust community that it tends to get very nasty. In the YouTube chat? People just making fun of the show, like, oh, these guys suck. Which, you know, at the end of the day, that should be flattering because they're taking the time out of their day to not only watch the show, but then to take the time to comment and tell us that the show sucks. So, you know, whatever. I would just like to say, I'm registering a complaint right now, we must have another camera on Laura and Lindsay in the control room. Okay. Laura, did you wash your hair today or no? Laura, she's not. She has n- nothing to do with today. Me was right a now. rough day, guys. I'm sorry. Not washing your hair yeah. today. I okay. did. That's why she has the cap on. Got it. No, no hair washing. If she would have washed her hair, why would she have a Rams? No, I on? actually did wash my hair. I just oh. didn't fix it. Oh, oh got curly it. hair problems. Were Listen. you at the Rams game yesterday? I was because there was a report yesterday that the boo was seen carrying beers around SoFi oh, I did Stadium. See that I in the circle of trust. Yeah, we were. There. So you did peruse the circle oh, of I'm, trust. I'm lurking. Yeah, just you're a lurker. I make it known. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm Arrogant. just no longer participating. Mm. You're watching Eric. Now, you are no longer participating till further notice, indefinitely, out indefinitely? I have a right to reserve, and uh, to, to change my opinion or uh, mind okay. at some point. Okay. But as of right now, I'm on the outside. I'm in the oval of distrust. Okay. All right. Different I've been shape. there before where like, I took a break, but I wasn't on any... You know, because sometimes it wasn't the circle of trust and you know, social media in general. Sometimes I feel like you just need a break from it, you know? So the vice president of the Handsome Man community says to Lindsay about your uh, radio Tinder situation with your clothes, uh, have a lawyer send them a letter. They'll get it back to you ASAP. Oh, that's a good thing. Why don't we have Jacob and Ronnie do it? Yeah, they wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. You know what? Jacob's going to be here, I think, on Wednesday. You're going to be here, right, Cappy? Yeah. Should ask him what do you think he should do. Him. No, yeah. here's what you do. Write the letter for him. Send it to him. He'll send it back on his letterhead. Okay. I'll just do ask that. him if he'll do it. Well, that I mean, for you. you need to ask him I first like, yeah, before we'll, you do any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just Cap ask is him. just going to assume right. that just he's Just say, I made it easy yeah. for you, Jacob. Yeah. Here, I wrote <laughs> it for you. Just sign it. <laughs> just, just don't even worry about it. Just do what I tell you to do. All right. So, anyway, um, do what I tell you to do is what people felt like would work with Russ. Mm-hmm. Now, he's he's got a hamstring injury. How bad is this injury? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. 
But apparently it's bad enough where he's questionable for the opener. Okay. So, uh, look. There's a preseason game. We're trying to work a few things out. Mm -hmm. Hey, Russ, I want you to come off the bench. I want you to run the second unit. Right. And the reason I want you to run the second unit is because I think you'll be able to play a lot freer yeah. with the second team as the leader, as the number one, rather than with the starting group as the number three or four. Right. Let's try that out. Yeah. And then in the first moment of trying out being the sixth man, my man's got a hamstring injury. Not questioning whether he does or he doesn't. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because as a professional, as a competitor, you don't leave games if you're not really, really hurt. But it is a little, I mean, I, I, can I be a little suspicious? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't like to be suspicious about injuries, but I, I, I do think the timing is at, is at least valid of a, I wouldn't say questioning, but valid of just kind of wondering, right? I don't think, I think questioning is too tough, but wondering like, hmm, considering everything that's happened, right? I don't think it's unfair to at least wonder that aloud. Now, do you... Does it does it make it so? No, because you can wonder. Doesn't mean you're actually questioning the val validity of his injury. You're just wondering because of all the craziness that's ensued basically over the last year with him. Yeah, and I actually think that uh, Darvin Ham could make a very compelling case to Russ. Hey, bro, don't you see that what I'm trying to do is set you up for greater for success? Success, yeah. Putting you on the floor with LeBron and AD. It doesn't really work so well. Well, and the other night when you saw him make those two pull-up threes from over the break, and then you know he, he stepped on the line on another shot and just on the corner, and and like I could just see the air being zapped out of the team. You know what I mean? Like him being the guy who's the number one and running the second team. Wh why is everybody like? Why do we assume that his ego will not allow it? Okay, you're giving me a look right now, like, and let me tell you what I think your look says. Your look says, because he's got a giant ego, you moron. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I was reading that face right. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, so does everybody at that level. But come on. I mean, you want, he legitimately is one of the 75 greatest players of all time. I understand. Yeah. But as, you, as your career moves on. I agree. There are things that change. I agree. And you should be flexible. Remember last year I said he should have, Carmelo and him should should have conversations about how that went over. Now, I don't know what the relationship was like with Carmelo and Russ. I mean, most guys like Carmelo. Um, I don't really know anyone in the league that dislikes Carmelo. Um, but, yeah, like I, I felt like that was a conversation that needed to be had. And maybe Carmelo didn't feel like it's his place. All right, so let me just get this straight before the season kicks off here, or in this case, tips off. And everybody who takes a shot every time I say, let me get this straight, take your shot. So Russ is hurt and is questionable for the opener against Golden State. Schroeder is back, but he's already out now. I think is it couple four, weeks. four to six, yeah. I read today. Okay. Yeah, couple weeks. He's out four to six. Anthony Davis experienced back tightness in the preseason. But I can we assume that he's ready to go at least tomorrow night? Anthony Davis is going to go tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, all right. Well. Schroeder, thanks. Four to six weeks. We'll see you. Yeah. Russ, let's find out what the deal is going to be. Because if he's if he's got anything wrong with his hamstring, yeah, you don't play him. I mean, look, their starting five is going to be Beverly, Reeves, Lonnie Walker, 
um, who looks good in this starting lineup in the little time he's played with them, and AD and LeBron. I got no problem with that because I wanted Pat Bev in that starting lineup and I wanted Reeves in that starting lineup. So I got no issue with that at all. Fifth guy, I don't really care. LeBron, AD, obvious. Pat Bev, Reeves. I got no problem with that. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see, though, like this roster, when you look at it, at least to me, it's like somewhere between six and ten seed. Like, I don't know how close to six or how, you know, six to ten can be a, a, a couple of games. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it takes in the NBA now. Let me ask you this. On Friday of this upcoming week, what is the Lakers' record? Oh, after their first two games? Yeah. You know, I can make a case for one and one only because those ring nights, I've seen a lot of champions get beat down on ring night just because there's just so much pomp and circumstance and emotion and your family is in the arena and you're taking care of tickets, right? And there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, there are a lot of hey king situations. Especially so, for LeBron. Right. Even though he's got nothing yeah, to do with the Warriors. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's hey king. He's right? the king. Yeah. I'm going to get him one of those shirts. You should. I'm going to bring it to the locker room. Yeah. Um, he's going to love it. Although you have to be tier one to get into the locker room these days. Well, I'm, I don't know if you can get tier one. I'm tier platinum. Yeah. I don't know if they allow you to get tier one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mm, I can make the case for one and one, but if, if you're if you're really telling me what do I think, probably Owen two. Okay, because it doesn't sound like you're giving the Lakers any chance on Thursday night against the Clippers. I think the Clippers are gonna beat them. Yeah. Damn. I think their best case scenario is one and one. Actually, their best case scenario mathematically is actually two and oh. Right, but I it's what I think. Oh. Oh. The results will be. Okay. Anybody here got the Lakers 2-0 and on Friday? Okay, I've got a no here. No, Laura, no. no. I've got a no. Laura's big Laker fan. No. Wow. Yeah. It's tough I'm a realist. St- tough start. Yeah. Tough start to the season. Yeah. Not ideal. Not surprised if they go 0-2. Ooh. Just that, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. Just That's what we appreciate. 100. That's yeah. what we do. We keeping it real. We appreciate the 100. Even when keeping it real goes wrong. Yep. Cappy was keeping it real. No, he yeah. wasn't. No, adjacent. I was, but that's adjacent. the whole thing. He was real adjacent. He was real adjacent. Is, is I was keeping it real, and you guys just still don't understand my my realness. You know what I understand? Realness. You know what I understand? Yeah. Is that we're giving away a million dollars. That sounds real. Yeah. 710 is the only station giving you a chance to win a million dollars. When you hear the cue to call, be caller seven. You'll win two tickets to see the Rams and Niners on Halloween Eve, October 30th, and a shot at a million bucks. Basically, if you win the tickets, when you hear the cue to call- we're going to give you the tickets. We're going to congratulate you on that. And then we're going to say to you, hey, pick the Super Bowl, the teams and the score. And if you nail all of that, the two teams and the actual score of the game, we're going to hand you over a million bucks. It's that simple. That That's that's the contest. It's not very hard. All right, coming up next, let's get back to El Dodgers one more time. Let's keep it real with them. And you know what? Let's touch on the Rams a little too because we haven't actually paid a lot of attention to them today. Um, because, you know, look, there's just been a lot of, a lot of stuff we've had to deal with today including people passing judgment on you, president of the Chargers Hater Club. That's right. Look yeah. at the shirt. Yeah. Look at it on, on, on YouTube. And we have a special guest coming up at 6.15, so tune in for that as well. All coming up here in the next couple of segments, 710 ESPN.